We're in a series called Roommates, Bad Dates, and Great Mates. One of my passions is relationships. I love to teach on relationships. And, and today, my goal is to talk to our singles. Now, married folks, don't tune me out. Now, how many of you married folks know that all of us need to tune up from time to time? Come on now. Come on, got to get the oil chains, the spark plugs, chains. Come on. And so you're going to benefit from this. God's going to help you and a lot of fire in you and help you. So don't tune me out. Tune me in because there are going to be some principles that will impact your life and your marriage. But I want to talk to our singles. We probably have 30%, 30, 40% of our church comprised of singles. And, and I want to talk to you today things to consider before you say, I do. Singles all the time, they, they say, man, I'm, I'm looking for that right person. I'm looking for that right spouse. And sometimes ladies will say, you know what, Herbert? All the good men are taken. No more good men left. Men will say, Pastor, I just can't find that right woman. I just can't find the right woman. And hear me, when it comes to having a great marriage, it's not just about finding the right person. It's about being the right person. It's not just about finding the right spouse. It's about being the right spouse. Did you realize in America, in every single state in America, that it's more difficult to get a driver's license than it is to get a marriage license? I mean, you want to learn how to drive? You want to drive? Oh, yeah, we're going to make sure you pass the test. You know how to parallel park. We want to make sure you understand the road signs. We want to make sure that you understand what that red light means, that yellow light means, and that, and that green light. I still don't know what the yellow light means. I go. I mean, just go fast, quick. <laughs> I guess that's what it means. <laughs> but, man, we, we want to prepare you how to drive. Can I tell you something, friends? It is way more difficult to stay married your entire life than to drive your entire life. And yet we prepare you more for driving an automobile than we do for this thing called a holy matrimony. And what I want to do today, singles, is I want to help prepare you. I, I want to give you some things to consider before you say, I do. If you have your bulletin, fill in the blank. Take some notes here. It will tremendously help your life out. Number one is this in your bulletin notes. Am I emotionally prepared? Am I emotionally ready to enter this marriage relationship? How many of you realize that there are some people that are just immature and they are not emotionally ready to get married? How many of you are dating somebody like that? Just wink at me. Just... Yeah, I see. Yeah. Not... Yeah. They're just immature, grown and immature. And you've got to be emotionally prepared for this thing called marriage. Paul talks about folks who are still immature and they're grown. He says in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse number 11, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I fought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. You see, there's got to be a time in your life when you realize I'm an adult and I've got to mature and I've got to put the childish ways behind me. And there are some people, they're 40 years old and they're still immature. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? 40 and immature. I mean, I'm 40. I'm a man. You'll get that later. Some of you just, just get, you went right over your head. I'll get a, I know I'm going to get a letter from somebody. That's all right. Bless you anyway. Let, let me give you three 
three signs of being emotionally prepared. Three signs of being emotionally prepared for this thing called marriage. It will not pop up on the screen, but, but just jot this down. Jot it down. Be sure. College, Ignite, Experience. Jot this down. Jot this down. Number one is this. You are emotionally prepared when you don't have to rush into marriage. When you don't have to rush into marriage. Understand something about marriage. You don't just try marriage. You, you don't check it out to see if it's for you. There's no money back guarantee. I mean, you don't check it out for 90 days and if you don't like it, you return it. No, no, marriage is a lifetime commitment. Listen, I, I say this every year, but it's worth me repeating. Hear me, singles, when it comes to finding the right spouse, go slow and get to know. Go slow and get to know. Get to know the person you're dating. Get to know their family. Get to know their friends. You see, many people get married before they know each other, and they get divorced after they do. They're not prepared. They're not emotionally ready for marriage that they rush into it go slow and get to know let me say something else about rushing into marriage don't rush into marriage thinking the other person is going to make you happy that's not a good reason to get married listen if you're not already happy you don't need to get married yet the other person's job is not to make you happy people think that oh i just i just need to get married I need me a woman. I got to have me a man. Oh, when I get married, things are going to change. I'll be a lot more happier. When I get married, I got to have me somebody. I can't be by myself. Listen, listen, listen. When I was looking for a spouse, I didn't want to marry anybody who couldn't live without me. Well, that's a dependent situation. My Lord, you codependent on me. Mm-mm. No, that's not going to work. And thank God I didn't marry anybody like that. I'm on, I wanted to marry a woman who could live without me, but didn't want to. Amen. <laughs> yeah, she wanted. I mean, she was fine all by herself. She was happy. Listen, people think, here, here's a myth. People really believe this. When I get married, then I'm going to be happy. Listen, if you're miserable right now, don't get married. You're going to be miserable when you get married. And can you imagine when two miserable people marry each other? Oh, Lord, I mean my friend. Listen, nobody can make you happy but you. Listen, my wife Tiffany, she can't make me happy. She's going to put on a nice outfit, put some makeup on, some perfume, and talk sweet to me. But if I want to be miserable, she can't make me happy. I got to make myself happy. I got to love the Lord. I got to have the joy of the Lord. And it's a myth thinking, I want to rush into marriage. I'm miserable now, so I'm going to rush into marriage so I can be happy. Oh, no. Don't do that. You have to be emotionally prepared to get married. There's a a second second sign of, of, of being emotionally prepared. Number two is this. You are emotionally prepared when selfishness is under control. Under control. You are not ready to enter holy matrimony if selfishness is out of control in your life. If everything is all about you, you're not ready to get married. Friends, listen, all of us have this in common. 
You may not own up to it. You may not admit it, but you have this in common with me. You see, let me tell you something about me. I love me and I love people who love me. Oh yeah, you just won't admit it, but you feel the same way. You love you and you love people who love you. And can I tell you something? When it comes to the arena of marriage, it's not all about you. You get married, now you have to focus your attention on someone else and meeting their needs. Let me tell you why a lot of marriages fall apart. Because either husband or wife are full of themselves, and it's all about them, and it will destroy and wreck a marriage relationship when selfishness is not under control. Here's what the Bible says about being selfish in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Verse 4, I mean, every marriage needs to apply verse 4 to their marriage. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, and that's what a lot of marriage, married people do. They look just to their own interests. It's all about them. But Paul says, don't do that, but also to the interest of others. And listen, when it comes to your marriage relationship, it's not all about you. Listen, yeah, you'll think about you. Yes, you need, you, you have needs in the marriage relationship, but hear me today. You got to have your selfishness under the control of the Holy Spirit. You're not emotionally prepared. If selfishness is not under control, there's a third thing that I want you to see a third sign of being emotionally prepared. Number three is this. You are emotionally prepared when you can make a decision to get married based on commitment and not just feelings. If you're thinking about marrying somebody just because of the way you feel, you do not need to marry them. You know, you ever met a lady who said, oh, 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 Herbert, you know, when, when he just touches my hand. Oh, I just get weak in the knees. I know he's the one. This makes me feel. You hear a young man say, Oh, when I just get in her, her presence, I, I just get tingles from the head of, of, of my head all the way to my toes. I just, I just feel tingles everywhere. I know she's the one. Oh, I love her. You're not in love. You're in heat. I need to throw some water on you, brother. You don't get married over tingles. Man, tingles come and go. Glory to God. Listen, you marry somebody because love is a commitment. Not about feelings. Matter of fact, you look at the definition of love, you don't see feelings in there. The definition of love is all about commitment. 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 4. Through seven. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I want you to see the definition of love. Love is patient. That's commitment. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. I mean, that's commitment. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. You want a definition of love? It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Listen to me. Love is not about a feeling. It's about commitment. Thank God that you feel a certain way towards your spouse or, or that future mate. But let me tell you, love is about a commitment because feelings come and they go. And you are not emotionally prepared to be married if you're basing it on a feeling rather than a commitment. Number two, 
there's a, a second thing that you need to consider before you say, I do. Number two is this. Am I financially prepared? Financially prepared. Let me give you some advice. Singles, don't miss this. Do not marry someone for money. Don't do that. Marrying someone for money is lame and immature. If you marry someone only for money, that means you stay together only for money. Let me ask all of you married women a question in this place. How many of you married your husband for his money? No, because he didn't have any. That's right. He was broke when you met him. My little Timmy didn't marry me for money. I didn't have two nickels to rub together when she met me in college. I was broke. You don't get married over, over money. Let me tell you something about money. Money can come and money can go. And if that's your only reason to marry somebody, you're not ready to get married. The Scripture says in Proverbs 27 in verse number 23, riches can disappear fast. That's not why you marry Someone, let me tell you something about money. Money don't make you, you make money. Money don't make you, you make money. Let me, get, let me give you a second, some second uh, insight here regarding being financially prepared. Number, number two is this. This is a personal question that you need to ask yourself. Do I have a strong work ethic? Do I have a strong work ethic? And you also want to marry someone who has a strong work ethic. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs 28 and verse 19. Hard work brings prosperity. Playing around brings...